Good morning. I'm going to continue uh, this series of sharing with you my own personal experience as well as things that I've learned uh, in traveling down the road of, of challenges with cognitive impairment. Cognitive impairment is a big word that means that my brain's not working quite like it used to or ought to. And there are many people that have that struggle. All of us have that struggle as we age. But for those whose struggle goes beyond what's normal, whatever normal means for their particular age, then that's defined as a mild cognitive impairment. In other words, your, your ability to recall and your ability to reason and, and so forth is more impacted than the reason or abilities of others of your age. Uh, there are some simple tests that doctors do, and, and I've participated in quite, quite a few of those. So what I wanted to share with you this morning is my, I guess, disappointment and surprise at the lack of knowledge in the general medical community about uh, classifications of dementia and also treatment options for dementia. The truth is it's hard to get um participation in the whole process from a lot of medical professionals because no one really wants to issue that diagnosis. There's a saying that the only way to truly diagnose, uh, particularly Alzheimer's, is through an autopsy. And I don't really want to go through an autopsy right now. I don't know about you all. Uh, that's not really true. There are some tests that can determine that. There's a PET scan. There's some uh, spinal tap analysis of spinal fluid that can help make that determination. There's certain amyloid plaques and tall proteins, whatever those are, uh, that will predict that. And, and those conditions exist in people, maybe me, maybe others, certainly others, uh, long before we realize that we have the problem. Those things build up, uh, that's my word, not the medical term, over many years, and then they start to appear. Uh, my experience has been over the last year, it began with my inability to make sense out of certain things, whether it was on the computer or in my woodworking shop. Uh, I just couldn't um, remember how or understand how to complete certain tasks, things as simple as putting together two boards at an angle in my shop, something I'd done many times building various projects, including caskets and furniture and other things. I was never very good at it, but I was able to make some simple connections. But that ability just just seemed to kind of disappear. And so then I began to notice other things, my balance. Uh, I had several 
significant falls and for, for no apparent reason. And sometimes, uh, particularly when I'm moving from side to side, my balance seems to kind of go away. Anytime there's not enough light, my balance, even if I'm standing still, uh, becomes very compromised. And I think I'm accurate in saying that no one of those things is necessarily indicative of any form of dementia. But when they start to come together in, in pairs and threesomes, so to speak, then that certainly is concerning. And that's why I asked for some, some help in the medical community and my primary care doctor at that time, a wonderful doctor, Dr. Galaforo in, um, here in Covington, had a, a simple test called the Minicog administered to me. They tell you three words, and then they ask you to draw a clock face. And after you draw the clock face, they ask you to repeat the words, and that's the test. Uh, and I didn't do so well on that test. I didn't do terrible, but I didn't do so well. So he said, hey, it looks like you do have a, a, a mild cognitive impairment. The actual uh, proper description or designation is minor neurocognitive deficit as opposed to a major neurocognitive deficit that uh, indicates dementia, which can lead on to Alzheimer's. And so basically you're somewhere on that line. Now in mild cognitive impairment, it may not ever progress or it may even revert to normal. And it can, of course, go on to to full-blown dementia and Alzheimer's. The issue that is most challenging is to try to determine, so what do we do about this? I was studying some videos that were, I think, intended for medical personnel, and Elaine, uh, my wife, said to me, well, okay, I see what they can do. They were talking about PET scans, and and she said, but what what are they going to do with it once they have that information? And at first, that kind of, um, I, I didn't respond well to her suggestion. I didn't say anything. It was just inside. But I've learned my wife is almost always right. And so we listened to the next in the series of teachings that, again, are intended, I think, for medical professionals. And in that process, we learned that, that with all of the great Uh, strides forward, essentially, the the effect of the treatment is to forestall for a fairly short period of time, mostly for less than a year, the full onset of of Alzheimer's, if that's where the disease winds up going. And the potential side effects, which seem to be more than just potential, but somewhat likely, are pretty egregious, pretty pretty uh, aggravating side effects that I don't know that, that I would want to have to undergo for that small gain in the process. 
let me say that I trust God in the middle of all of this. I'm not put off or worried. I'm, I'm literally not worried this much uh, about it. Uh, it's not that I'm glad about it. It's not that, that it's uh, pleasing to me by any stretch of the imagination. But God works all things together for good. And so what I want to do is be the best I can be at what God has given me to do while I can do it and honor him in it. I've failed at that so, so many times in my life. And so I certainly 